Okay, thank you everyone for coming back. Or, uh, I don't know everyone, but thank you for coming back. Uh, we're in the topic of kavod, of respect, and we're discussing specific relationships. Last week we spoke about uh, giving uh, kavod to our children, building our children's self-esteem. We spoke two weeks ago about honoring our parents. Um, tonight we'll talk about kavod as mechanchem, as teachers. Um, even if we are not in chinuch or not planning to go into chinuch, I think the lessons uh, can be are worthwhile. You know, even in any any position um, that you are influencing others, whether a counselor, just say a friend. You know, um, you know, and even, even if you don't go into chinach, it's worthwhile to point out that there are always uh, girls um, that could use chizuk. And as you get older and Bez Hashem build a family, um, it's worthwhile to keep your eyes open for those girls that, that could use extra warmth and chizuk. So it's all related, really, um, to what we're going to speak about tonight. The mission says in Pirkei Avais, and it's also relevant when you're looking for schools for your children. What, what are you looking for? The Mishnah says, says in Pirkei Avos, the honor of your Talmud to be dear to you like your, like your own. You know, it's funny, I got into trouble. Um, I said over this, this at Mishnah, and then somebody uh, sent me an email uh, how could you say you have to treat your students with with as much honor as you you uh, have to treat your you know yourself? Um, uh, you know the, the you have, you're the rebbe. Uh, you what, what are you supposed to stand up? What are you supposed to stand up for the um, for the for the students? And I'm not sure what he was I'm not sure what he was asking on me for. Uh, it's a Mishnah. The Mishnah says the honor of your students should be dear to you like your own. So obviously, the Mishnah doesn't say you should treat your student like you treat, like you would treat a teacher. The Mishnah says his honor, her honor should be important to you, just like you care about your own honor. Such a beautiful Mishnah. The Mishnah doesn't pretend that, you know, Rebbeim, teachers, Mechanchos, that they don't care about their own honor, they don't care if the students stand up for them, if the students talk respectfully to them. The Mishnah doesn't pretend that people don't care about their own honor. The Mishnah says you should care about your students' honor the same way you care about your own honor. Obviously, a student's honor is different. The student doesn't expect, doesn't want you to stand up for her. The student doesn't expect to be treated like a teacher. But whatever honor a child does expect, does hope for, it should be as important to us that we treat our students our campers, whoever we're involved with, that it should be important to us, their honor, as our honor. So important, so important the way we treat, treat our students, not to, not to embarrass them, if we have to discipline them, not to do it in a way that's embarrassing. Um, my wife, it's an amazing thing, if a girl, I was noticing more of my wife's, um, you know, midos, uh, in, in her teaching um, over Zoom. 
I never really saw my wife around the classroom, uh, but she's an excellent teacher. And over Zoom, I was able I was able to overhear if a girl had something, you know, was eating something or had something she shouldn't have. My wife didn't call her out. My wife didn't say Rifka. It wasn't Rifka, but my wife didn't say Rifka. Put that, please put that away. My wife would just, my wife would just say, you know, put that away. Or girls, girls, please put it away. Um, instead of calling out the child and embarrassing them, even though it wasn't that embarrassing, it's very slight. You just asked her to put something away. But the sensitivity to call out a kid for something negative, to put something away. You know, when I would when I would uh, teach younger kids. So I would try to like, I would look to, let's say some kid on my right side was making some trouble, making some noise. I would turn to the left side of the room and I'd say, please stop. And I would turn the other way from where, um, where the student who was making trouble was at. And it was very, you know, it was a lot of fun because I, kn I knew that student, you know, had a very puzzled look on their face because I'm calling out to stop to the left side of the classroom. And meanwhile, they're like, "Am I? Is he talking? To, is he talking to me?" And they, it was enough that they stopped because they realized that maybe I'm talking to them. But I didn't, I didn't call them out. Um, you know, when I uh, when I was zocha zocha to your Rebbe in Waterbury in the high school, if if a bacher was talking during davening and I felt I had to, I had to say something, I would give him like a look, like a mean, like a mean Rebbe look which is definitely not my style and not my personality. So I give him a mean look and he wasn't sure whether I was actually serious about that. And then I would give him a big smile. So he knew I wasn't upset. He knew I was kind of joking around, but he also knew that I was giving, that I was actually asking him to, to, be, to be quiet too. Not to embarrass somebody else and even little children, even little children, even a small child. A little child spills, a little child has an accident. We have to be so sensitive, even to small children, the kavay, the honor, the honor, the way we have to treat them with respect is such a huge, such a huge nakuda, such a huge deal. You know, kids don't remember. You know, I was, I was speaking, uh, kids, kids, kids don't remember, you know, everything they learned. You girls probably do not remember much of what you learned in elementary school. Uh, but you do remember the teacher that was nice to you, the teacher that made you feel like a million dollars. You remember that. And, you know, and maybe many people would disagree with me, but there's definitely what to argue, that the teacher that's nice to the students, you know, has a much greater impact than, and even if they're not as great as, as giving over the education, the information, you know, but they have a much greater impact than the, than, the, than the teacher that's able to give over a lot of information, but is, doesn't treat the children with the same love, the same respect. Think about it. Think about it. Think about which teachers you remember. I think to myself, which teachers do I remember? And you know, you know what teacher stands out? Funny story. I don't know her name. Stands out. I had a teacher that was a substitute teacher. I believe she was a substitute. And I was, you know, I don't know what grade, younger grade. It was a substitute teacher, used to give out candy. And uh, I lived out of town, so kosher candy was, a, was an extra treat. And she would give out candy, and I remember her. 
it wasn't just she gave out candy, but I also, I think, associated. I think she was very nice. She was a nice, nice teacher. It's amazing what the, kids, what the kids remember. And it's also amazing what the kids pick up on. People think, people think that kids do not realize when a teacher embarrasses a kid, a teacher puts a kid down. People don't realize. People don't realize that the, not only does that child notice, but her friends, her friends notice. You know, I once had, a, you know, one of the things that's so important to me, you know, I'm a Baruch Hashem building, building a base medrash, Baruch Hashem. I'm sorry, I can't have you girls join the base medrash. But um, one of the most important things for me in building, you know, um, my yeshiva is, is, is the guys should treat each other with, with a tremendous sense of respect. But I want to tell you that it comes, it comes from the top. It so comes from the top. If the teacher does not, if the principal does not treat every child with respect, the children do not treat each other with respect. They pick up on it. I'm sure we've all seen it. The teacher that picks on one kid, the teacher that doesn't have patience for one kid, the teacher that doesn't have respect for one kid. And that sends a message to all the other kids that we don't have, we can discriminate. We don't have to respect every single girl. Now, they may not pick on the same girl. They may happen to like that girl. Maybe the girl that the teacher picked on, they like her. But they'll find a different girl that they'll pick on. Well, it's, it's fair. The teacher picks on that girl. And I'll pick on, we'll pick on a different girl. Because a message was sent that one girl, one person is not, does, does not have to be important. And once one person doesn't have to be important, five people don't have to be important, Ten people do not have to be important. It all comes from the top. If a school, if, a, if the teachers, if the principals treat every child with respect and they care about every kid, the kids treat each other differently. They see their friends, they see the other kids through the eyes of the teacher, especially if the teacher is, is liked and respected. It sets the environment for the entire school. If there's bullying in the school, I would suggest most of the time you can blame the staff because not only do they, okay, one argument is they should have gotten involved, they should have noticed, but there's something a lot deeper. If the teachers, the principals create a culture, a culture of respect, a culture where every girl's important, then the girls, the boys, they follow and they, and they have a certain respect for every child. Such a, such a uh, such an important such an important topic. Um, really, I get emotional when I talk about this topic. To me, to me, this is one of the most important topics in chinuch. The most important most important topics in chinuch is simply one word, the word that carries us with our relationship to our parents, to our children. We'll speak in Hashem next week or the week after. Our relationship in marriage. It comes down to one word, and that word is kavod. To treat people with kavod, to treat the students with kavod. So much, so much has to be spoken about this topic. So many children have been embarrassed. The girl's not, not wearing the, most, the, you know, the right length skirt. Don't call her out in public. Don't embarrass her. So, so important. It's not, you know... It's not just what, it's not, it's not, it's not that we're not allowed to discipline, but everything is about how, how we discipline. Even with our own children, I don't know if I mentioned last week, how we discipline, how we speak. Do we speak down to them? 
Do we speak negative to them? Do we speak in a way that they feel that we're judging them? Or do we speak kindly, compassionately? So, so much. You know, I feel like I don't have to say anything, any chedushim. I can just keep on repeating this for the next hour. Be, treat children with, with respect, with sensitivity. You just can just keep on repeating that over and over again. Unfortunately, a lot of people do not get this. A lot of people do not get this. We would not have the problems in Kalal Yisrael today. I didn't plan to say the speech, you know, usually off the cuff. Uh, of course, I did prepare by writing the Sefer, but um, I don't even elaborate as much as we're speaking about now. But so many of the problems we have in Chinuch today comes down to this, this word, kavod. Kavod, kavod. Kids who are turned off the derech, it's so much about kavod. A kid could struggle in school. A kid could struggle in school. He may not be so academic. He may have trouble learning. But what turns them off? Because they struggled in school. All the schools can wipe their hands clean and say, well, it's not our fault. Our child, the child was not successful. The child has some learning difficulties. The child has some learning issues. And that's why they have a low self-esteem. But that's a bunch of, of baloney really for the most part. Because if the teachers, if the principals love that child and respect that child and they hold highly of that child, they understand that just because the child is not good in chumash, is not good in math, is not good in the subjects, doesn't in any way say that they are less important, less valuable, less deserving. And that's given over to the child who is treated not as a Rahmanas case, not as a Rahmanas case, oh, we're going to be nice, you know, nice to devour over here. We're going to be nice to her. I know we feel bad for her. She's a Nebuch. We're going to feel bad for her. Not as a Nebuch case, but we honestly respect the girl. This girl who maybe struggles in school may be extremely, extremely talented and successful one day, whether it be in business, whether it be in doing chesed. So she won't be a rocket scientist. Nebuch. Nebuch, she won't be a rocket scientist. And it's the same with the boys. A boy, just because he struggles in learning, doesn't mean that he's not valuable. doesn't mean he doesn't have strength and value. He's a child of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And talent, too. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. School only measures a small part of the brain. You know, school, I was, I'm allowed to talk about this because I was a very good student. You know, I'm not very handy. You know, I think I could learn it if I really put my mind to it, but it doesn't come natural to me. And I'm not that interested in learning it, to be honest. But, uh, you know, I was, I was school smart. Um, but, but some people, are, but school, school is, a, is a certain amount of brains. You know, I'm not a good businessman. I'm not a good businessman. When it comes to business, I probably, you know, I'm not that smart. And there are people that are not good in school and are incredibly bright in business. So school takes a very small part of the brain. Not like brains are important anyways, but... But even if you value the brains and the talent, school is a very bad, it doesn't, doesn't measure. But so many kids, they walk out of school feeling like failures, and a lot of it has to do with how they're treated beyond just their grades. Trust me, how many times have you heard this speech in school? How many times did you hear in school a teacher say, school, the grades are not really what's important? And it doesn't measure your intelligence because there are all types of intelligence. Is this a message that kids are hearing in school? Very, I, I don't think so. So a kid's getting the message in school, whether directly or indirectly, that they're, that they're not smart and, they're, and sad, instead of getting a message that, don't worry about it, 
we try to do our best in school, but there's so many, there's so many people that, that, that's, that math and science doesn't talk to them and they have other talents. It just, it's just so, so important, so important. And you know, whether you, whether you girls will be teachers or not, you can, you can make a difference. You know, I had, I had a, um, you know, a lady, a lady, uh, a lady from a different community. She got me into a school over there um, because she wanted them to hear this message. You know, even if you're not, even if you're not in Chinuch, you can have an impact. Whether your mother in school, whether you, whether you just get involved, you know, and, and get and get involved, get involved. There's a lot of so much needs to be. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. There is so much good in our Chinuch system. I'm not coming to rip 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 the Chinuch system. There's so much good. There's so many good teachers, but I still think this area needs needs chizah. I still think this area needs needs to be strengthened. The the respect, the respect, the way we handle the, the girls and the boys. Um, there's a story I heard this from Rabbi Kalish originally, that someone who was about to start uh, get involved in chinuch, he came to the Kleisenberger Rebbe. And he asked him for some advice. He said, the Rebbe can give me a piece of advice. Um, you know, one, one good piece of advice as to, become, to be a good Rebbe. So the Rebbe said, nisht chinuch. The person was confused. He said, no, 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 I, I'm asking about chinuch. And the Rebbe said again, nisht chinuch, nisht chinuch. He, he was very, very confused. Nisht, by the way, means, means not, I'm sorry. I don't know. So I don't know Yiddish either. Not chinuch. Not chinuch. So he was confused. What do you mean, not chinuch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to go into chinuch. He thought maybe the Rebbe is telling him, "Don't go into chinuch." Finally, finally, the Rebbe said, "Nisht chinuch, nor chizok. Not chinuch. You're not going into chinuch. You're going into chizok. You're going into encouraging people. The main job of a Rebbe, and really." All the roles we have as mentors for for others. The main role is chiza, is encouragement. I was speaking to a rebbe today, and he was talking about a, a boy, you know, not you know, an older boy. He said he's you know he's not he's not coming to he's not coming to yeshiva. He's not coming to starim, and so you know, so basically, basically, he's not getting anywhere. So I said. I said, yeah, but I said, but he has a connection with with the Rebbe. He has a connection with the yeshiva. He has a connection with 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 the friends. Say, yeah, yeah, but he's not he's not he's not coming. You know, he's not coming. You know, I said, I said he may only be he may only be like one step away. He may be one step away from from coming to yeshiva every day. People do not value. People do not value. People do not value the fact that you show the fact that you show some show someone else that you care about them. The fact that you you give them chizah, you know, it's it's un, it's so so powerful and so special. And that's the people we remember, the people we remember in our lives, in school, and maybe in general, are the people that give us chizah, the people that make us feel valuable, the people that make us feel worth something. Those are the those are the special people. Those are the special people in our lives that that really we have gratitude to. So let us become those people. 
let us become those people that give chizuk, chizuk to others. I think we will continue Amir Hashem Wednesday on, on this topic um, about giving kavo to, to Talmidim, Talmidos, and anyone you know in between. See if we have any um, see if we have any questions here. All right. I work, I work in a special ed school, and often the teacher reprimands students in front of each other because she can't stop her class to discipline. Is this considered embarrassing them? How far should the teacher go not to embarrass the student? Look, you know, a teacher's not an, not an angel, and sometimes, sometimes there's situations where we don't have a choice but to, to, but to, to Maybe there's situations we don't have a choice but to embarrass or to di discipline the, the student. But like we mentioned, if there's, if there's a way out of that, if there's a way out of that, if we, could, if we could, you know, not call out the child by name, I once heard a good vart. When you compliment a student, call them out by name. Devorah is the name of the, of the day. Devorah, you did great. And... If we're telling Devorah to, to stop talking, you could just say stop talking without, without calling out her name, not to attach her name to the, to the negative. If we can look to the other side of the classroom, if we can give a smile when we, when we look to her and ask her to please stop, we give her a smile. We could say it in a nice way. So we, we, we have to do our best. It may not always be possible. But the question is, is that what we're trying to do? Is that on our radar screen that we're trying so hard not to embarrass the students? Or we don't, we don't really care. We treat the children like little, little beings, like little beings. You know, I'll tell you the godless, godless of, of, of Rabbi Kalish and why, why he's so successful uh, in what he does. And this is something that I don't think I would have, I wouldn't have thought of the sensitivity. But when he meets parents and, and a student, and he wants them to speak to the parent, he, he, he will not. So let's say he meets the parents with the kid. He won't ask the kid to leave the room to speak to the parents privately. He feels it's embarrassing. I don't know if I understand this, to be honest. But he feels like it's demeaning to send the kid outside. So he'll talk in front of them. And if the parents, I guess, have to talk to them privately, so maybe then, maybe then he'll talk to them you know, over the phone. He'll talk to them later. He doesn't like to send the kid out when he's talking to the parents. Just such a, I, I don't know if I fully understand. I don't know if it's, you know, to me it doesn't sound like it's so disrespectful. But the sensitivity, sensitivity, the, the respect for, 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 for children, doesn't have to be high school kids, even little kids, the respect. You know, we'll leave, we'll leave it to you to figure out how you can avoid embarrassing a kid. How could you avoid making a kid feel bad, feel, you know, it's uh, trying to. I'm trying to think, but people don't ima imagine. Imagine, you know. I think. I think. Uh, I don't remember who told me this, but some an adult told me they once were in a like a room, like with a like some type of class for adults, and the teacher and the one teaching the classroom was treating them like a bunch of children. She's like, you know, you have to sit here. Please stop talking. And it was so demeaning, they felt it was so demeaning to the adults to be spoken to like kids in the class. We have to realize that it's, they're, they're, we don't realize there's a certain sense of, 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 
being de- of demeaning the way you talk to kids in a class that some teachers just don't understand. You, you have to treat the kids with a certain, with a, with a certain level of respect. Um, how can you show and develop cover for younger siblings that you don't necessarily respect because of their immaturity? Well, first of all, you know, the, 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 one of the important ideas is we respect children um, and our siblings because they are the children of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. You know, the president, the president's child, the president's child, uh, he comes into the room, you, you treat them with a certain respect because they're the president's child, even though they didn't earn that respect. So every person is naturally, every, every yid is a child of Hashem and therefore automatically deserves respect. We also understand that this child is going to grow up. I always say, imagine that you, imagine if you knew that this, this boy or girl is going to become Reb Chaim Kanievsky, Rebetzin Kanievsky. Imagine you knew this person is going to become a great tzaddik, a great, a great person. You would already start treating them with a certain sense of respect now. Understanding they're immature because they're, they're a child, and maybe even if they should be more mature, maybe your 18-year-old sister is also mature, but you, you know, she will mature, and, 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 and you, you have to look past that and understand that there's, there's so much good in every person, there's so much inherent value to every person, and there's an invalu- inherent value of every, every person's Salam Elohim, every child, every year is a child of Hashem, and looking at people that way, Okay, they're mature, fine, they will, they will mature. But they, they're, they're incredibly valuable. They're incredibly special. Um, certain look that we need to develop on, on, on people. Let's see if we have one more. What's the best way to discipline if the kid might not take it seriously if we're doing it with a smile? So, yeah, a smile doesn't always work. It may depend on, on you know, it's sometimes, it's sometimes disciplining, you know, um, you know, sometimes a smile, you know, could take away, depends on the situation. Uh, but again, you could, like we said, you could speak to the, to the class, not speak to this specific child in, in a serious way. Um, and, and many times you need patience. Um, sometimes you have to pull a girl outside of class. Let's say a girl, a girl, you know, takes a little patience. One of the reasons, you know, something I just wrote about, um, which... It'll be, at, it'll be in the paper uh, this week. Um, there's, there's, there's like this urgency to discipline, especially like the first day of school. There's an urgency to discipline. A kid's not dressed with the right uniform or this and that. And there's a certain urgency. We have to have a little patience. And, you know, you can, you can discipline the child. Sometimes you have to wait, even though the class is not as, you know, even though it's a little difficult now. And after, and after class, and after class, um, call, call the child over and say, you know, you're a great kid, but I notice, you know, I notice, I notice you're doing this during class and I, you know, I really need you, I really need you to stop. I find, you know, one of the most powerful stories in, in my, in my career is I had a, I had a boy in high school who, um, who had a reputation for being very disrespectful, you know. We had a reputation of being very, very disrespectful. And I did not have any issues with him. And it's not because I'm a good disciplinarian, because I'm really actually not a good disciplinarian. I would not want to, you know, walk into a fifth grade classroom. You know, I'm not, I'm not the best disciplinarian. And 
we weren't sure who the 12th grade Rebbe was going to be. I was teaching 11th grade. And this particular uh, boy, you know, said, maybe, he said, why can't Rebbe stay with us for 12th grade? The disrespectful child gave me one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten, that he wanted me to teach him for another year. That's a big compliment to have the same Rebbe for, in high school, you know, for a second year. Um, this was a dis- known as a disrespectful child. Children are disrespectful mostly when they feel that they are disrespected. Now, they may come in with the preconceived notion that the teacher hates me, the teacher doesn't respect me, and for sure. But if you establish, if you establish with a child that you respect them and you don't even judge them by the troublemaking, most often the children behave, will behave much, much better. Most times when a children feels respected, they are not disrespectful to the teacher. They may make some trouble, but they're not going to be, they're not going to be that disrespectful because they, because they feel respected. They, they in turn treat you with a certain respect because they feel that you respect them. Many times teachers, unfortunately, come down to the level of the kids and the kids making trouble and they, they try to disrespect them. They try to like crush them and step on them. And it usually just causes the child to get a lot, a lot worse. You, you, you speak nicely to the child and, 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 and positively and you have to believe it. You have to mean it. You don't take it personally. You're making trouble, but I still like you. I still think you're a great girl. It's not easy. You're making trouble for me, but you're a great girl. When we, when we talk a certain way and believe it and look at a child in the eyes and they see that we like them, they are much different. They are, they are much, much different. They're really different, you know. Um, you know, I, I know, I know for my wife, I'm saying I, I deal with older kids a little easier. My wife, even fifth graders, is very clear. She happens to be a much better disciplinarian than me. But with respect, and, and many girls, believe on her, that were, were a handful, um, you know, respond, respond to, respond to her. Um, she treats them with respect. She expects the certain respect, but she treats them with a lot of respect. The kids notice these things. Um, all right. So thank you very much, everybody. Mirza um, Shem, one second. Before I finish, I wanted to say... For anyone, um, anyone joining or anyone listening to recording that wants to sign up still, um, they could uh, WhatsApp or text 201-243-8750 or 929-363-9433 or email olamhamidoschabura without an H at gmail at gmail.com. I think uh, we're going to be, meet together Wednesday, but probably starting next week because, uh, because I start, start this month. Um, probably going to have to cut, probably have to cut down to the once a week. I'm thinking Tuesday nights, but um, not, not hundred percent yet. Just, just pay attention, especially because we always are changing around the times and days. Um, okay. Have a great night. Thank you, Abra Thank you so much. Thank you.